0: Welcome to Liferay Radio, Radio Liferay. Well, this is our working title. Any of that is our working title for uh, this episode one or for the first few episodes. And uh, with me today is James Faulkner, our community manager. Our is Liferay's community manager. And my name is Olaf Koch uh, from the German Liferay office. So welcome, James. Thank you,
1: Olaf. Thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, you've got the honor to start with me this hopefully long series of uh, podcasts, of talks about Liferay, about different topics, or I have the honor to talk to you. I can say that in any direction. And uh, well, but let's first of all start with uh, getting to know you. Um, Yeah, like my question was, uh, uh, as I heard of you initially, well, where did you suddenly come from? Uh, Just around the corner. Um magically appeared. Yeah. So where did you appear from, and uh, what did you do since then? Uh,
1: okay, so I'll, uh, I'll give a brief history. So I uh, started at Sun Microsystems in 1997. Um, I was lucky enough that uh, my the manager I, uh, that hired me actually was a graduate from the same college that I went to, the University of Florida. Uh, so Sun doesn't normally interview there, but um, he was gracious enough to have come down and interview us. So I started at Sun in 1997, working on Solaris uh, and the administrative tools, so um, things like the package management system and uh, the GUI admin tools and so forth. Um, and then I moved uh, in 2008, I moved into the uh, Java world uh, with Sun's portal technology, and um, and which was at the time called Open Portal and we were transitioning to a new portal based on this little uh somewhat well-known uh, open source portal called LifeRay um and so we developed a product uh at Sun that was based on LifeRay and then uh in 2010 last year um I uh, transitioned after Oracle uh, completed the acquisition of Sun in the US I um I decided that I wanted to uh, look at some different career opportunities. So I was happy to uh, come over to LifeRay and become the community manager at LifeRay. So um, that's what I've been doing for the past year.
0: So technically you somehow knew what you were dealing with.
1: Yeah, uh so at Sun Sun was really big on open source. Um in fact, uh, the projects the projects I worked on were all open source. Uh so I did have some experience there and I I did like uh that that uh f- um not necessarily um feeling empowered, but but seeing the really great contributions that are coming from people who, you know, who are motivated by more than just uh, the bottom line or or by profits. Um so it's really nice to see that kind of um technology happening
0: yeah so I can testify that you found the right spot uh, where not only the bottom line counts so you're the community manager um, that's a position that was uh prior to you uh well unmanned uh, the was just none correct yeah it
1: wasn't it wasn't absolutely it wasn't unmanned by a specific individual there was actually a number of people that uh, made efforts in the community um, who came actually from the community um just like yourself um. Jorge in the Spain office, and Juan uh, Fernandez. They've done a lot of work in the community, and there there have been others um, who have contributed here and there. But there really wasn't a specific person who you know was stamped with that with that uh, role. But that role has been. Uh, essential to any open source projects uh, from day one, so uh, Liferay really wanted to make a you know, a new commitment to the community, um, which is why they hired me and gave me that stamp on my forehead um, uh, so so I kind of picked up the reins and took ideas from others in the company that have already been, had already been informally doing it um, and kind of formalized it mm.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, Spain uh, well th- there have been I guess that's not been uh, the, the only part uh, so we'll probably missing uh, a few that should be named here. Uh, but uh, well speaking about Spain, uh, you being in Florida, me in Germany, um, and I know there's uh, lots of more people around the world. Can you give us some numbers and, and maybe some geography like where are people working on Liferay with Liferay? Uh, what's the community like the distribution Yeah
1: so um, so I, uh, so we have about around 50,000 registered users on liferay.com and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all active, of course. Um, but that's the number that that, we've, that we kind of throw around sometimes in the, in the marketing field. Um, and I went in this morning and actually looked at the geographic distribution. Uh, just because we've we never really done that. We, we look at the web uh, hits on our home page uh, or on the community uh, home page, kind of looking at anonymous uh, geographic information, but um, I've never seen uh, stats on our actual user base that have registered and, and voluntarily given us that information. So what I found um, was about 20% of those users are uh, from the United States alone. Um, next uh, largest is India at uh, 13%, and then Spain, 7%, Germany, 6%, China, 4%, uh, Italy and France at both at 4%, um, the U.K., 2%, Canada, 2%, Brazil, 2%, and then it gets smaller and smaller uh, from there. Um Uh, but then i looked at kind of a a larger uh level up so um because i I knew that there's there there is a lot of activity in europe and in asia uh for 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 life ray so looking at those higher um geo areas uh, north america comes in at about 25 percent uh asia is about 25 percent as well and europe uh, is around 40 percent uh so that was a little bit uh interesting not really surprising to me um but uh, given the the, the, ty- the kinds of participation I've been seeing in the last year or two, uh, but uh, it's nice to have the numbers behind that. Um, as far as some other uh, random statistics about the community, uh, we get about 100 to 150 message board posts on a typical weekday, um, and they're split about half development, half of, uh, non-development related questions. Um, we have about um, 100 and Seventy thousand messages I think on the forums, we have about eighty different categories in the forums. Um, so it just kind of gives you an idea of some of the the, the uh, edits that are the, the, you know, the activity the contributions that come in on a day to day basis um, and Liferay itself, uh, from the open source perspective is about uh, six million lines of code, so we have you know, lots of lots of areas for contribution from our community.
0: Yeah, speaking of contributions, um, as Liferay has been an open source project since 2000, I think. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, then uh, the project started in 2000, you came in 2010. And, uh, well, you now said it's six million lines of code. Uh, Who is the main contributor there and where do we get? Well, who is the main contributor is is quite easy uh, because that's Liferay as the company. That's people from all over the company. Um, But um, you as a community member, you uh, definitely see uh, some input from outside of the company. Um, And uh, where do you see the most activity there and what kind of activity do you see there?
1: Um most of our so the LifeRe community is um in a uh, transition stage, I think. Um early on um and maybe in the last three or four years, it's it's mainly been around, like, our forums, asking questions, you know, contributing documentation here and there. But most of the time, it's questions about how to use the product or how to develop something, you know, kind of basic questions. And I, I see, I'm see i seeing a, a definite shift in um, not only the motivation of our community members, but the kinds of contributions that are coming in. I see a lot more... Uh, desire to contribute more than just you know answers to questions or simple bug fixes there's there's large scale development um, sponsor development going on between our, the community and the company um, there are user groups that are starting up um, now much more so than in the past and there's definitely a, a, lo- a higher level of activity in the community both in terms of getting uh, you know evangelizing or, or talking about the technology but also, also you know upping the ante in terms of the k- kinds of contributions that are coming in. Um, so now we're seeing, as I mentioned, user groups. Uh, we have a number of uh, of activities within the community that allow uh, community members to contribute things like usability studies or translations. We've had a lot of translations over the last two years. Um, yeah, that's uh, actually so that's something really that, good to see.
0: That's actually something that got me started.
1: Yeah, so there's a
0: lot of different ways to uh
1: to contribute and, and a lot better ways to contribute I think. Uh as far as the uh you know how um empowering community members to be able to make those contributions whereas before it would have had to have been an entirely uh, manual or you know high number of steps. Now with for example translations, we have the the poodle based site where you can log in and provide a string, you know, on your on your lunch hour and then come back later and provide more strings for translations.
0: Yeah, that's so much easier now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talked about user groups. Um, that just recently showed up. Um, and what's that about? How d- how did they come to life? And are they already active? Uh, because it's just a very new development.
1: Yeah, so the uh, user groups in general, as you know, are not... Uh, a new thing for open source communities. In fact, there have been and continue to be liferay user groups that started completely uh, independent of my role at that company or or any you know completely independent of the company in general. Um so they have been around. Uh, what we've done recently is formalized their presence and uh, and structure. On lifeRay.org, which is our our site that uh, we that we use for the community for the open source project. Um, so if you go to lifeRay.org and then there's a link on the left called User Groups, you'll see the the user groups there. And I think uh, so. What's happening is it's not as, as I mentioned earlier, it's not really a novel a new thing to create a user group, but um, having a presence on lifeRay.org and having the resources available to you for free to start a new user group and um and organize meetups or you know online uh sessions or or just you know informal meetings with the with the user group members that's i think the real draw and the reason why they're starting to become more popular on LifeRay um in, in addition to the 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 traditional reasons and benefits of a user group. So I think that having you know giving these actual resources out to the the groups is is, is bringing them in. As far as the future plans for user groups, um, we want to expand it even more because, uh, as you know, Liferay itself makes for a really good uh, social you know collaboration platform uh, for both um, you know developing web content as well as as well as developing social value. in a a social graph of some kind. So we want to, you know, make that functionality available to users, uh, to user groups specifically by giving them full uh, collaboration tools and web content editing rights um, and the ability to uh, delegate administration of their user groups so they can have forum moderators and so forth and just giving them additional, uh, you know, bringing the full power of Liferay to the forefront of user groups.
0: That sounds nice.
1: Um, yeah, it should be really nice.
0: Yeah, and it's just starting, so I'm really curious to see what's coming there. There, There's more. Uh, like, there's, there's things that uh, I more or less read about and didn't participate in. Uh, you're collecting uh, people uh, in uh, the... Uh, sorry, what's that called? You're collecting people in the... Uh, community bug squad? leadership, bug squad. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hundred paper cuts. Uh, wh- what's that?
1: Yeah. So, so the umbrella pro- pro- program for all of this is is really the community leadership program. And early on, I I, um, I wanted to let the community know about um, you know what. I consider a successful open source community and what's what's necessary to be a successful open source community. And it's not just about, you know, contributing lines of code or giving out T shirts for, you know, a job well done. It's more about empowering the natural born leaders in the community because you know with any with any group of people there's always going to be a certain set of people who are natural leaders and can provide structure and 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 important feedback to the to the rest of the community and so i wanted to um identify those through our leadership program um it was open to everyone so it's not it's not something where uh you know i choose the you know the, the the members of the of the uh the ivory tower um it's a it's a revolving door it's uh it's it's people who naturally come to me or or are active in the community Um, we sit down four times a year and talk about what's happening in the community um and so that overall community leadership program um then spawns sub programs underneath that like the 100 paper cuts uh program which is a, a program which is actually we we borrowed it from the ubuntu community um where you know you you, you choose uh, a small number of developers or a small number of developers volunteer, I should say, and choose a small set of bugs that are annoying but easy to fix, and that's a, a paper cut. So you try and fix ten of those every single sprint, and so it's a it's a really good way to break down um, a large problem into smaller tasks and get it done quicker and also uh give a number of people the ability to to uh, to donate their time and resources and contribute to the open source um other programs uh like uh there's another one that we have called the community verifier program which gives out additional rights in our bug tracking system uh so that we can um you know, essentially delegate the the management of our issues to uh, our community and not just our you know local QA department or program management um, it's a daunting task because of the of the the size of the project is growing um, and while you know technically it's it's a very modular program the uh, tracking of issues is is not as modular um, so we want to kind of break that out into other people um, and then lastly the uh, most recent uh, program which I'm very happy with is called uh, Bug Squad and this is a program that um, gets people to help us make the next major release of LifeRay a, a really great release um, and so we we do things like I mentioned usability testing earlier uh, which is a really good way for people to use the product and, and learn about uh, the new features before that's actually uh, generally available um, and it allows us to get feedback and to see if we've had any major usability gaps that we completely missed um and it also uh, lets us find issues uh, like bugs before the the product is generally available. So it's a it's kind of a a, a QA effort, um, but there's there's more to it than that. And it's uh, been really very very popular in the community. Um, that we've got about f- almost fifty volunteers now, which is really good. And uh, if there's anybody else out there who is interested, uh, just drop me an email. I'm always around.
0: Yeah, you can't have enough, right? <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. That's, that really sounds good. Um, and I've been, uh, even though I'm involved with LifeRay, I've been missing quite a bit of um, that action. So uh, I myself am happy to to actually get up to speed with uh, what else is happening um, uh, on on that front. Um, and I'm really happy to to hear that um, and to hear about the product. Uh, pro- no, and to hear about the projects that you're doing um speaking of which uh there was one that caught my attention uh that was yeah you mentioned LifeRay one, and there's one question that i think i first seen on the forums in uh september 2010 uh i think that was the week after 60 was out um uh, so it must be somewhere around that time frame uh and that's a famous que- question uh, when's it out <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um so let's see the best way to put this um My um, historically does not set official dates like to the day um we generally give uh you know a, a four to six week window and then as we get closer we uh, decide on a final date um mainly this is because as you can imagine there are unknowns that can come up um so right now we're looking at a late September slash early October. So that means you know anywhere from the middle of September to the middle of October, sometime in that time frame. Um, but, of course, there's not an official date until we get closer to there, but that's the, the time that we're looking at. We're, we're generally pretty good at that. Uh, we have been uh, moving to a one release, major release per year uh, cadence. So the last release was September of last year. That was 6.0. So we're looking at generally around the same time for 6.1 and then next year uh, for the next major release, whatever that might be called, whether it's 6.2 or 7.0 or maybe life rate 10 or, you know, who knows. Um, but that's, that's the general cadence that we're looking at.
0: Okay, so uh, September, October, that sounds a bit like uh, it might fall into the symposium time that we have then. So, LifeRay has two symposiums. Yeah, so we, we symposiums. Hope to show. Sorry? Go ahead. Yeah,
1: sorry, I was going to say. Um, yeah, we hope to show some of the new features at the symposiums that are beginning in uh, the fall, starting with our West Coast Symposium in Los Angeles. Um, so, hopefully, if the release occurs shortly thereafter, at the following symposiums, uh, for example, the Europe Symposium, we can kind of do the you know here's it now it's generally available uh, speech, but um, it which should, we should be relatively close to the end uh, right at the West Coast Symposium time, if not completely finished with it.
0: Yeah, and I have to admit that I'm uh, already working on trunk, uh, so on the latest version uh, testing and uh, well doing some plugins on that and uh, preparing some prepara- uh, some presentations for. Uh, six one uh, that's that,
1: our bug squad team, so that's good that they've got that exposure,
0: yeah, and it works quite well uh, currently, but I'm not yet um, exercising it really as a production system, but just as a development and test system so but right now i'm I'm quite amazed what's in there, uh, seeing what Julio did as a presentation uh, on the Hungarian symposium. Uh, he had uh, quite a cut-down presentation where he had to well, cut down on quite a few uh, or quite a lot uh, features that just didn't fit into 45 minutes that he had his presentation on. Yeah. So that was really amazing. Uh, well, let me see. What else do I want to know from you, having you on the line? Um, so w- one of my questions is, uh, Ray is in trouble uh, i, <laughs> I didn 't prepare you for that, but uh, why is Ray in trouble, and what are you doing about uh, about that
1: <laughs> so uh, so Ray is a um, hmm, a mascot I think would be appropriate term. Um, he represents the uh, struggles of ordinary developers and in a software project, whether it's open source or uh, or not, uh, essentially, uh, Ray is our is our protagonist. Um, the antagonist will remain nameless, but uh, in many times, in many cases, you can uh, figure it out. Uh, Ray also has some help um, in the form of Vita uh, and uh, and a couple of other characters that that help him. Uh, to help him get out of the predicament that he's in. I don't want to give too many details about it. I'd, I'd rather uh, you all go to uh, the website, uh, liferay.com slash Ray, and read all about it. Um, so I don't want to say too much more about that and give too, much, too many details away. Um, but Ray's definitely in trouble, and uh, he needs all of our help to figure out what he what he needs to do to get out of that.
0: Okay. One more thing, uh, especially for uh, you as the community manager, you can uh, definitely shed some light on, um, uh, well, from from your angle, uh, Liferay has decided to have the Enterprise Edition and the Community Edition. Uh, that was a decision made in 2008, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around the time when I myself got involved with Liferay. Um, so, uh, well, Enterprise Edition is new since then. Uh, and uh, there's the Community Edition that continues to be available, there's Enterprise Edition that is available for pay, and uh, well, you were here since 2010, uh, but you've been involved with Liferay at Sun, uh, as you said, Uh, so did you notice something, or do you you, uh, well, how do you work with that difference with that uh, two editions, uh, especially with the one that well, you're actually working on, and the other one that's still there, uh, or not still there, but that's there as well.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, so, the one way to look at my job is that I couldn't care less whether there is another enterprise edition subscription license sold ever again. Um, of course, that's not entirely realistic since. Uh, I, you know, I have a paycheck and I uh, support myself and my family on, on that. So, um, uh, but from the perspective of the, uh, community, uh, the community edition is the, is the representation, is the output from the community. Um, and that's the entire, you know, reason for being, uh, for a, a, the vast majority of our community. Um, community edition also is our largest competitor, um, which is, um, which I was actually a little bit surprised at when I learned that. Um, but it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, we, we have now close to 1 million, uh, deployments of LifeRay worldwide. Of course, we don't have 1 million customers. Um, so uh, there's naturally a separation between you know the, the community edition users and the enterprise edition users. Um, there's certainly value in the enterprise edition um, uh, but from the community perspective we're really striving to make the community edition the best uh, it could possibly be and of course that, that tends to drive uh, enterprise edition sales and prospects and leads and all of that good stuff but uh, that's not uh, what we're here for in the community and that's not uh, what I'm tracking on a day-to-day basis. I'm much more interested in the in the open source contributions and the innovation that comes uh, from having the source out there and having the ability for these, you know, um, 50,000 uh, registered users to learn about Liferay and improve on it. Um, so it's uh, it's it's really good. It's really good that we have both of those editions because if you want to uh, get the additional features in the enterprise edition, you're you're you can, but you don't you don't have
0: to, of course. Okay, is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: Um. Hmm. I guess uh, I would just encourage if you're if you're uh, not familiar with the with the LifeRay community, is to go to liferay.org, and there are a couple of pages on participation. Um, if you want to get in touch, of course, we're uh, I'm on Twitter and uh, and also on IRC, and I've I noticed a resurgence on the IRC channel recently. We're up to around uh, 25 regular people who, who are in the room at all times course, they're not all staring at the screen, but um, that started at around three when I uh, joined Liferay last year. So real happy to see that. So that's on uh, the freenode.net network. Mm -hmm. Uh, The IRC channel is called, of course, pound Liferay. Of course, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should say hash Liferay instead of pound.
0: Well, I think everything works.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I encourage you uh, all to um, participate and uh, join and just chat if you're interested. And um, again, you're not—you don't necessarily have to be a code expert uh, to contribute to the community. Like you can provide translations, or you can do usability studies, which uh, which we did in the Bug Squad most recently. So there's definitely a number of potential places for contributions.
0: Yeah, I can second that. Um. What's the main topic discussed on on IRC? Is that rather around I have a problem or is that I have an idea or uh, is that small talk, talking to people um, that are there, people hanging around together? Uh, what what yeah, kind of thing is that? What
1: kind it's of really thing? all of the above. Um, there's no real uh, discussion type. Um, Some... I guess maybe uh, a, uh, a slight majority uh, tends to be uh, on technical topics um, where there's lots of pasty.org URLs being thrown around and you know, why isn't this working? But there's also uh, you know uh, just general friendly uh, discussion, especially on Fridays. Um, Fridays in the in the morning US time, in afternoon Europe time. Um, there's there's a lot more uh, free, kind of a beer bust mentality, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, kind of end of the work week. Uh, so that's real happy, uh, real fun time to be to be around. i don't know, fun is a relative term. <laughs> Being on IRC might not be one's one's cup of tea, but um, you yeah, know, there's some general lightweight discussions that happen, um, and there's also announcements made. There's a topic that I set, and I try and keep uh, current, uh, with pointers to, uh, related resources about LifeRay and the community. So it's a generally a pretty, pretty friendly area. And it's, it's, you know, looking at some of the other social networking, uh, potentials like Twitter and Facebook, you know, those are, those aren't really live. Um, you can of course chat on Facebook, but there's not there's no real sense of community or room, which is one of the reasons why I really like IRC. It's it's really more towards the spirit of uh, of the open source communities that use it. Um, so that's why we've been uh, using it, and it's been around for I don't know. I remember using it, you know, in 1994, 1993 in college, uh, when it, you know, around the time when it first became really popular. So it's been around a long time
0: yeah I have to admit that I'm following IRC uh, well I know of IRC for quite a while but uh, not really been extremely active there but uh, well I'll yeah it kind of fell to out of favor
1: um, yeah. not as not as sexy if you will in terms of graphics and you know, Web 2.0 interactions, but it gets the job done.
0: Yeah, I'm a technician, so I'm I would be naturally prone to to fall for IRC, but uh, just never did. Um, but uh, well, I might give it a try and uh, see if I hang around there. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Get some questions for the next podcast that certainly will come, and uh, maybe we can coordinate some things there. Okay. Yeah. One last question, I think, uh, well, at least I hope uh, last question from the list uh, that I've prepared is uh, the community's motivation. I've seen that there has been some thread on the forum and I think you discussed that in the community leadership uh, call uh, and that thread uh, that I read there, well, at least I read parts there, uh, was about motivation and uh what's your feeling there like wh- what have you learned from that and what's what is the motivation for the community
1: yeah so um so this it's a little bit of a backstory so uh during the uh one hundred paper cuts- pr- uh program within the community that occurred earlier this year um near the the end of the fifth sprint i I totaled up the number of 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 paper cuts that were fixed by. Uh, the, the volunteers within the team, and you know, chose the top three and said, "Okay, these three uh, individuals did the best job, so let's send them something, you know, as a as a reward." Uh, so we sent them some LifeRay um, swag, like a backpack and a, a pen and some water bottle or a pad of paper and stuff like that, um, t-shirt, I think. Um, and um, a, a, maybe a week later, I got an email back from one of the participants who had received this. Uh, which was um, Corné Alsem's uh, from the Netherlands, and he said basically, you know, thanks a lot for the for the gifts I, that I received, um, but uh, just to let you know, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily motivated by uh, you know monetary or, or or you know material gifts. Um, there's more to you know participating in an open source and contributing to to a, a community, whether it's coding or any other community. Um, you know, there's more to it. There's more to the motivation for for different individuals uh, than just these monetary rewards. Um, so I'd like to you know discuss this, and maybe it can help us you know uh, further encourage the folks to participate in the LifeRay community uh, without necessarily offering rewards. Um, and there's a video that uh, that w- that we watched. Is it was uh, a video describing. Um, you know, the, the effects of motivations, the different kinds of motivations. And, you know, for simple mechanical jobs, you know, motivation works just fine. Kind of a carrot on a stick or a carrot, you know, dangle in front of a, a in front of a, a donkey to make him, you know, walk forward. Um, but when the, when the job to be done is, it requires, um, more intellectual capacity uh, and you know higher level decision making. Um, those that were motivated, those that were offered reward, actually did worse. So it's um, the, the the end result is that not everyone is motivated by uh, by by money or or prizes. Um, and so, you know, this thread on the on the on the forum, um, you know, a lot of people kind of chime in about why um, why they are uh, contribute and and you know, good ways to uh, mo- to motivate our community. So, uh, we're not necessarily looking for uh, giving away, giving away prizes in the near future. Uh, so, of course, if you're motivated by that, um, we we may indeed have something like that, uh, but it's not necessarily the only way that. That uh, we're using in the Liferay community to uh, to encourage continued uh, participation and, and innovation.
0: Sounds quite good and uh, well, quite motivational, if I can say so in a thread <laughs> or to a thread about motivation.
1: Yeah. So it just kind of gives you a, a the, you know a sense of how we're thinking in the community about um, participation and encouraging it in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything that you would like to add?
1: Um no, I think I think we covered a lot. Um I think that's it, Olaf.
0: Yeah, I'd like to thank you for being my guinea pig, uh, for this number one or edition one of uh how do we call it now? Life Ray Radio, Radio Life Ray, um uh this podcast about LifeRay.
1: Yeah, I think you're gonna have to go to LifeRay Radio. I don't know, it's up to you. I like I like actually Radio LifeRay better. I think it sounds more uh more more slick and cool
0: okay yeah you've got the the english feeling in you so i'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just the one to provide the german accent uh, the authentic german accent to this program <laughs> um, <laughs> and the one with the mother tongue is probably the one to decide what's cool in what language I can probably come up with some uh, 30 letter words for this, but uh, that probably wouldn't sound cool in any language. Um. (laughs) So, thank you, James.
1: All right. Great. Thanks for having me, Olaf. Look forward to hearing uh, the next ones as well.
0: Yeah, I do so too.